Welcome down to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. You are listening to Bucks in the Basement. My name's Chris, and Craig here is the biggest Pirates fan you'll ever meet. Let's talk Pirates baseball now. Welcome to Bucks in the Basement. Now I see the changes in this town. They change, they say, one thing, but then the next day. It's different, they change, but they don't know what they want. All they do is change, and weeks leading up to Christmas, my family gives me a nickname that I don't hear the rest of the year, and it's not the most positive nickname. I am called the Grinch around here. A couple years ago, they actually bought me a, a full-length you know, Grinch onesie that I wear on Christmas and Christmas Eve. So hopefully to help my heart grow two sizes, especially when it comes to the Pittsburgh Pirates, bringing back Jason Mackey, not the fake Jason Mackey, the actual real Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette. Jason, how you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. That's one heck of a wind-up to, to, go, to, to go off of. But, yeah, I, I had a fake Twitter account yesterday. I can't believe that. Hopefully it's gone. I haven't checked that. But, no, yes, this is the real Jason Mackey, and I will do my best, Craig, to warm you up for Christmas. I, I, I don't know if I can do that. I feel like covering the Pirates, I deliver mostly bad news, but um, we'll do my best. Yeah, you can't please everybody. So, I mean, but I am a, you know, I've been a diehard Pirates fan since as long as I can remember. So I can be cheered up pretty easily. The one thing that I have, and I, I want to address this off the bat, is that Chris and I put out an episode on Wednesday, which is only uh, a day ago. Uh, we're recording here on the 21st. This won't come to your ears until either Christmas uh, night or the day after Christmas. So obviously some stuff could break, but just to put that out there as well. I discussed that I was not for the Andrew McCutcheon signing and I got a lot of blowback, and it wasn't from the fan end of things. It was from the baseball end of things, and I, I tried to put that across. Obviously, I'm excited the Kutch is back, but Jason, you're the one that kind of put the stuff out here. What kind of benefit does Kutch bring to the Pittsburgh Pirates on the baseball field in 2024? Well, I mean, he is one of their better hitters. <laughs> I, I still believe that. Um, he was banged up quite a bit last season. I don't think we saw anywhere near the actual version of Kutch. I mean, I still think that done effectively, he can be right up there with their best offensive producers. So for that reason alone, I don't really have an issue with bringing him back. Um, I don't have an issue with bringing it back. I know you asked me from a baseball standpoint, but I think from a 
what this guy deserves standpoint. I think he deserves to be brought back and have that opportunity. Now, I don't think that should exist in perpetuity. I don't think you just say to Koch, like, look, you can be here for as long as you want. Your production doesn't matter. Like, it's a sideshow or whatever. Ben Sharon can use the term hood ornament, and I thought that was a good one. Um, he's got to produce. That being said, he just should not go out limping off the field at PNC Park, one homer shy, three hot. Like, he doesn't deserve to end his career that way. For that reason alone, he should be back. But I also look at it and say, you know, yeah, he, he can help my team. He can help my team by playing some outfield. I think that if they use him appropriately, that can happen. He can help my team by being a leader, being a voice, um, showing guys how to take a professional at bat. So I have no issue there. Yeah, and McCutcheon, I mean, the one thing that he did produce last year was a, you know, one of the best on-base percentages, you know, not only on the Pirates, but also, you know, tops in at least I, I saw somewhere I think it was like 10 to 12 or so in in major league baseball so he does yep. get on base um he does produce uh obviously I mean we when we talked back in October we talked about you know wanting to get him you know into the field a little bit more I'm pretty sure we'll talk about the outfield here in a few minutes so I'm just gonna kind of put a pin in that one but for me you know Andrew McCutcheon when you look at it I believe he was like around a 1.2 F war, 1.5 uh, B war, which is a, you know, a starter to, you know, maybe like a a top bench piece on, you know, any baseball team. The, the one thing I do want to see and, and want to say is that, I mean, he was one of the better players on a 76 and 86 baseball team, uh, one that, you know, Brian Reynolds had a a pretty good season, but not the best seasons we've seen from him. Brian Hayes, the most valuable position player by war. Um, If Kutch is still in that top, you know, nine to 10 players on the team, I, I have no problem with it. I think it's more of maybe the guys taking a step forward and not really saying okay we're bringing back one of our you know the top hitters on our team if, if you know where I'm coming from Jason yeah I know where you're coming from um I would just I would side on the argument of your you cited one and some change F war B war and whatever and I mean I nothing against those metrics it's, I, I like them um but on the free agent market those equate to like eight or ten million dollars and you're telling me you're going to get Andrew McCutcheon for five and then let's add in the entire other component of what a draw he can be, the voice he carries, how fans resonate, or, you know, how he resonates with fans, I should say. I mean, just one personal example, like yesterday he does his Zoom call, right? He says something about um, the Pirates should be finished rebuilding or uh, recalibrating. I forget how he put it, but he said it should be about winning. We need to put our big, big boy pants on and go to work. Like, I love that, man. Fans love that. That's exactly what it should be. Now, you're going to get the clapping back, like, did you realize you play for the Pirates? Does Ben Jarrington know or whatever? But, I mean, step back for a second. Uh, he's saying something that connects him with the fan base that is something that should be said, that is a message that should be delivered. It, not everybody can say that. Like, you can't have, I don't know who's going to, you know, <laughs> Jared Triolo is not going to like step in there and say that it's not going to resonate as loudly as it does with Koch. And like, even if you're Ben Charrington, you have to listen to that, right? Derek Shelton has to listen to that. There's no 
voice that carries more weight in this town relative to the pirates. I mean, I should maybe that's too too bold of a statement, but like his voice carries a lot of weight, and I thought he showed that, and I think that's an important part of this. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, and and, and his voice obviously carries weight. Uh, with the owner, you know, Bob Nutting, the one that you know talked to bring him back last year. So, I mean, he does carry a lot of respect. And like I said, a lot of this in, in what I'm saying comes from, you know, wanting to see the team improve and, and wanting to see the team take that step can't forward. They do both, Craig? Can't they do both? Can't McCutcheon be a part of that team? Because I, I agree with you. They should take a step forward. They should spend more. They should raise their bar is what you're saying. But like, can't, can't they do that with McCutcheon? I mean, it's it's absolutely something they can do. It's it's just, I mean, you're going to have to work on this one, Jason. I'm the Grinch here because I'm going to throw this out here is that basically, you know, last offseason, you know, we added G-Man Choi. We added Rich Hill. We added Vince Velasquez. We added Andrew McCutcheon. We added Carlos Santana. This offseason, we've done pretty much about the same to this point. And, I feel like that fans in some way have the, I guess it's the right. I mean, they could have the right to do whatever they want, but they do have the right as Pirates fans to say, okay, we've pretty much done the same thing. We need other guys to take a step forward, obviously, hopefully with a a healthy O'Neill Cruz. Um, And I did leave out the Connor Joe acquisition, but we've pretty much done the same thing again this year. Okay. But, I mean, what results did that net? Here, here's where I'd pick away at that. Like, G-Man Choi was a nothing. They, they brought him in there. He added very little. Austin Hedges made everybody mad. Rich Hill, <laughs> as much as I liked him, was easily replaceable. I mean, there's nothing to cling to there. Um, I, to me, they need to go about it a different way. And I understand what they're doing this offseason. I also don't think they're done, by the way. Um, and I, I don't totally understand the crushing them for like leaning into the type of pitcher that they've done well. Like you can look at this regime and pick out a lot of faults. I would say one thing they deserve credit for is fixing soft tossing left-handers, and you know fixing fixing pitchers. Period. Like add Vince Velasquez to that mix, but you know so they get Marco Gonzalez and Martin Perez. Like okay, that's fine. Like that can't be it. They need to keep going, but I don't have any issue with those two sign or those two additions. Um, you know, but I think what we learned, Craig, and, and what's going to be important to this team is the same stuff we knew. Like if they're going to be any good, they have to have the guys they have actually be good. You know, they need Key Brian Hayes to play the way he did over the final two plus months. They need O'Neill Cruz to be healthy and productive. They need Jared Triolo and guys like Jared Triolo to come up and take spots. You know, I think we saw some important stuff from Jack Sawinski. I think we saw. You know, Brian Reynolds v. Brian Reynolds. They need to figure it out behind the plate. There's some questions there. I think the bullpen, you know, became halfway decent toward the end of the year. I think there's a lot of questions in the starting rotation. They need to keep going there. So, I mean, like, to me, that like those aren't things that we talked about as much last offseason. Like, the, the, what they did last offseason was fine. They kind of just, like, kicked the can ahead of year to have some of the kids grow up into roles. And we've, we've seen some. We've seen, like, Leo Pagero kind of teased at times. He might be good. He might not, but he might be. Henry Davis, you might have something there or whatever. Like, it's going to take time. And if they're going to be good, it's going to be because these guys, the guys they have, have grown into larger roles.
you ever see me out and about in Pittsburgh, you will always recognize me. And not just because of the white beard, but also because of the Y that is always on top of my head. The hat I always wear. The Yin's brand. Proud partners with Bucks in the Basement. Three dynasties. One brand. Yin's. Finally, one brand to rep all black and gold. Follow at Shop Yin's for new merch drops and giveaways. Order online at www.shopyins, the emphasis on the two Zs, high quality comfort, lightweight materials, a new modern look for the black and gold, made for Yins by a Yinzer. A guy that I saw more as a DH, I believe the team probably sees him more as, as a first baseman, is uh, Mr. Rowdy Telez, Ron Giant, uh, <laughs> Ryan John Telez. I... Uh, even in his best year, and I, I know the 35 home runs, like that like sticks out like in my mind. It can't be ignored. But the one thing I will say is that even in that best year, he had a 113 OPS plus, which is only slightly better than league average with those 35 home runs. He has a career negative 13 defensive runs saved at first base. And I, I hate to keep going back to the war, but he's never been above a one war player, which for $3.2 million is good. But is it enough? I think it could be if used appropriately. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Rowdy Tellez signings, like the, the smartest thing they've ever done, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Um, and I think what they're doing, at least the, the way I understand it, the way I'm reading this offseason, is like we're going to skimp a little bit on first base, but we're going to spend more on pitching, or we're going to get more pitching. Um, and if you tell me the first base situation is a, a guy that has traditionally hit right-handers very well, Tellez, paired with a guy that has shown an ability to hit left-handers, Connor Joe, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, like, yes, he's not good defensively. I understand that. It will be a drop-off from Carlos Santana. Whatever. I, I mean, it, to me, that's nice. It's not everything. Um, I hope that he can be serviceable there. My argument with Telez is I, you don't hit 35 homers by accident. And very infrequently do you look at a guy's stat line and have every single number, like, add up, make sense, they all look good, like – those guys are usually perennial all-stars and out of the Pirates' price range. For $3.2 million and a willingness to come to Pittsburgh and play the part they need him to play, there's going to be some faults somewhere. So, okay, he's a little bit less defensively. Um, you know, what, he doesn't make as much contact as maybe they would like? I think you could knock that. Um, I don't know how healthy he was last year. Will that continue? That's obviously going to be some variability baked in there but for what they're spending and what they're trying to do i just i'm i'm fine accepting rowdy Telez for what he is yeah and and here's the thing is i i liked what rowdy had to say when he was coming here i mean if, if you obviously want he a player wants that wants to be here he wants to be here yeah and and that's that's a big thing a lot of times it, it can be I mean, in some ways, as, as simple as having that of wanting to be here, if you don't want to be here and it's you're settling for stuff, then are you really going to play as hard? And honestly, I mean, you're getting a guy who was, you know, non-tendered by a team is in what would be a contract year. I mean, you have a guy that honestly, if he wants to get paid next year, 
needs to go out and perform, so that helps him out, and that helps the Pirates out. Yep, yep. And, I mean, I, I hear a lot in my position about, well, it's only a one-year deal. They're not going to get Yeah, I mean, I get that, but guys that are going to extend are generally going to be internal, and you're going to dangle that carrot that you're talking about, playing time, contract year, or whatever. And you, you can do that. Like, that's a real thing. You can get guys that, you know, need an opportunity to prove themselves. Like, Perez is another one. Um, you know, they're, they're healthy, they want to show what they can do, and, and maybe they pitch themselves off the team, that's fine. But if you have a farm system and you're bringing up Skeens, Chandler, Salamedo, Jones, and, like, you can actually develop those guys, add in Contreras, Ortiz, Priester, like, they're not all going to work out. I'm just saying that, like, that's where you should be bringing guys up, and then they're cheap, and then you, you win the trades and recycle that. Like, that's what good small market teams do. Obviously, the Pirates have not done that in recent years. Um, you know, I would say pre this regime. I think we're still in the TBD stage of this one for a lot of it. Um, you know, I, I I don't have an issue with that. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, I just we're gonna have, we're gonna need more data this season, I guess. Yeah, and it's it's gonna be a, a lot of wait and see uh, to see how these players actually perform because I mean I know that it wasn't like when we signed Carlos Santana last year that, you know, people were, you know, lining up on, you know, the Clemente bridge or wherever and, and celebrating. I mean, it wasn't like, and then people were, you know, ready to jump off the Clemente bridge when he was traded because, you know, they kind of fell in love with those guys and he was performing well, but moving to the outfield, something we talked about just a little bit earlier with, with Kutch and, I know we've talked about this at least once or twice about him playing the outfield. Right now you have, you know, Brian Reynolds in left field, Jack Sawinski in center, and then you have, you know, newly acquired Edward Olivares. Uh, looks like defensively he is the best in right field, maybe a little bit of center, but it's still not very good. I uh, Joshua Palacios and, you know, Connor Joe, who it looks like if he's on this team that he would be right field and first base. And it probably would be, you know, more of, you know, platoon type situations. Where does Kutch fit into that outfield mix? Cause that's already five guys. Yep. Yeah. It's a very weird thing, man. It is. And I, I like Oliveras, by the way, I know you asked me about Kutch and I will circle back. Um, I'm intrigued by this kid. I tweeted out something on, I think it was Thursday. I'm going to try to fake it because this is going live a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, so I was, <laughs> I was digging into all of Aaron's stuff, man. Like, the tools are there. Um, and he put it together last year. Like, he had a, a very nice slugging percentage, very nice OPS plus. There's some numbers you can pull that, you know, portend him um, into a starting – or, you know, put him into a starting role. Um, so I, I – I'm curious to see where that goes. Where Kutch fits, I don't know. I don't know, Craig. Um, I think Kutch really wants to do it, and I think it would help the Pirates to have some flexibility in that spot, meaning like they don't want to have to play O'Neill Cruz at shortstop all the time. Give them a half day. They don't want to have to play Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds all the time. Well, obviously, Kutch isn't going to go over to third base, but like a big part would be giving Brian a day off. Um, you know, maybe you're going to spell Sawinski. It's just... I see Kutch as like a max two days in the outfield a week type. Uh, maybe you sit two days. Maybe you play, uh, maybe you're two days DH. I don't know. Um, I, I, somewhere around there. But I do 
question, and I'm going to go back to the Oliveris point, like how this all works. I, I, I don't understand. It seems like there's too many cooks in the kitchen at this point. Like Connor Joe's your first play, first base platoon as of now with Telez. Um, you know, what happens to Palacios? I've liked Palacios. They've, they've sort of said that he's going to be on the team without saying he's going to be on the team. You've got Sawinski, you've got Reynolds. Like, that's a lot. So I don't, I don't know if that means a trade. Um, that could further date this podcast. But it's certainly a possibility. I think they're going to do. They're going to make one at some point to get pitching. Uh, but it's just a, a, a crowded outlay at this point. Yeah, and and the uh, the Oliveras pickup is extremely interesting. The two things with him and Palacios that, that I've looked at, and 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 Joshua before he came up, I, I, I did have like a discussion with him concerning his his splits, and, and up until last season. Palacios actually had some pretty significant reverse splits. Um, his OPS against left-handed pitching was almost a hundred points higher than it was against right-handed pitching throughout the minors. Now, I don't know if that's adjusted it or not. The other piece to this is that, I mean, I, I saw this as well when I first looked into it, you know, Oliveris, everybody's telling me, and I got it sent to me even was, you know, his OPS versus left-handed pitchers is 8.57, which is, you know, that that's really, really good. But when you're looking at a full platoon situation, if you go down on the stat sheet just a little bit, and I'm just going to throw this out to, to people and to you, Jason, and just try to work through this with me, if you will. Against right-handed starters, so when there's a right-handed person starting the game, when you would think that, you know, Oliveris wouldn't be in the game because he would be hitting against lefties, he actually has an 810 OPS for his career. Against left-handed starters, when you would think that, you know, he would be shoved in there, he actually has a 696 OPS. And this isn't just against the starters. This is in a game where there is a right-handed or a left-handed starter. So although his splits look like he hits left-handers better, in games where he comes in, he starts, he actually performs better when it's a right-handed starter starting the game. I just found that weird, man. I don't know what you if you could even like take all like you know give me some feedback on that. But that's just one thing I noticed about him is you got a, guys that possibly have a little bit of like opposite splits that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I mean, I think what it tells me is we don't know, and that's okay. Um, I think we as media or fans or whatever, you get trapped into thinking that you have to have the answer for everything before games start or during games or there needs to be some clear-cut thing like this one thing i've learned covering baseball is to like live in the gray at times um you know i think Oliveris probably has some really good things about him i think he could come in here and press and stink against right-handed pitchers left-handed pitchers pitchers to throw with their feet like it, it doesn't matter I mean, <laughs> he's he's got to perform and i think there's also the other end of the spectrum where he could come in here feel very comfortable and they've happened to tap into somebody who's you know really at a great point in his career and can take the job and run with it so like i don't know it, it my reaction to what you said would probably be just sample size stuff and maybe we don't have enough data and especially the player at his age and how much he's changed like i just think that there's probably still stuff happening there um but i I go back to physical tools. Can you hit the ball hard? Can you run fast? Can you throw it hard? Um, that stuff tends to work out. And um, I, I just, I want to see it. And I want to see Palacios and I want to see 
Joe or if I if, if there's a trade to be had with one of them, great, let's see that. Um, but I play the best player, man. Give guys opportunity in spring, see what, what that leads you into in the first couple weeks of the season, and then follow that as your guy. Play the best guy. Yeah, and, and going back to the, the thing that you posted, I mean, Oliveira's definitely – the kid, the kid's athletic. I mean, there, there's like yeah. no two, no two butts about it. Has a great arm. He's just kind of struggled in the field, which I think is if you have the athletic ability, you have the tools. I think I always think that fielding is something that can be taught. I mean, that's that's it. It's taught from when you're younger. So I, I feel like, and especially in a different park, I mean, this is like a completely different park, completely different background, the wall, there's all kinds of different stuff. You don't know how he's going to perform, you know, once he steps onto the field in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I mean, they played Henry Davis in right field for a large part of last year. Uh, it's not going to be worse than that. I guarantee <laughs> you. Um, I'm not taking a shot at Henry. I'm just saying like, you know, and and Henry didn't crash the world either. Like they played pretty good ball down the stretch, and he was not good defensively in right field. Um, so yeah, you can you can hide it. Like I don't know if I see him as a everyday center fielder or even a platoon center field option. I mean, maybe um, that would be a far jump from where he's been previously. Uh, that was something Charrington talked about about wanting like a right-handed first base or right-handed center field platoon option. Um, I just see it as a young kid who might be just coming into his own offensively and has some tools that you can work with like they they've made a lot worse trades i know that i I just i want to see the kid and see what he has to offer yeah definitely looking forward to him and and you mentioned henry davis so i mean you had written an article uh as if we're going to play the game on Thursday, <laughs> I think you put it out Thursday yeah. morning uh, and it was concerning, you know, the, some of the comments that, that Ben Sherrington had made, you know, concerning, you know, Andy's injury, but also, you know, the, the current catching situation and the fact that they w- potentially want to go out and get another catcher because you have, you know, Henry Davis, who has two major league innings. You have Ali Sanchez, who has, you know, <laughs> He he's a good defender, but you know some of those numbers may have been inflated last year. And then you have Jason Delay, who's a very good defender, but is a you know slightly below league average bat. So I mean, it's like kind of how this whole situation is going to work out. Definitely a lot different than when we talked a month ago, because you know Andy was still around, or I guess it would have been two months ago. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, and I. To me, it requires attention. Um, depends on what the market's going to be, what they can get for the price. I would not, you know, I would I would not go crazy because I think you need to be cognizant of how much Henry's playing, how much the guy you bring in is going to play, how much you're spending on that, etc. Um, but it also worries me, Craig, about you know, Jason Delay has never caught. I forget what I wrote in there. More than seventy games in a season, or something like that. You know, he's good for two months offensively last year and then over the last four was was nothing um it was like a five something ops and the, the defense is fine it's just can you count on enough like can you count on him and henry davis who let's not forget like they, they judge to be not good enough defensively to catch period like other than two innings and all of a sudden like he's gonna catch 80 games and delay's gonna catch 80 like that's that's a pretty big leap on both sides and so and Sherrington talked about adding. Um, I mean, I threw a name out there that I still believe would be a really smart move for them is Jacob Stallings. Um, and even if Stallings becomes a part-time backup mentor or whatever, I mean, shoot, that was the plan 
all along, or that's what it seemed like the plan was. That's what Jake thought the plan was. Um, you know, Stallings did not have a good year last year. He's going to be in his final year of arbitration. Uh, projected amount, I think, is like close to four. I wrote in there, you know, using the same percentage as Telez, um, he went from, you know, his projected R amount got about 40, 54% of it. But anyway, I mean, if you can get Stallings for like a little under two mil, I, I, I honestly would think about it. I would, I would think long and hard about it. I think it would give you some certainty with that position. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's like my other point, though, Craig. I mean, it's going to be very much incumbent on Henry Davis developing, um, you know, and long term, longer term, Andy Rodriguez developing and getting healthy. But, yeah, it's kind of a funky one for this year, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't like clear-cut even to begin with. And, and Sherrington has, has said, you know, on multiple occasions that he, he pretty much wants to keep these young catchers uh, like in the lineup as much as possible. Uh, just because the other part is, I mean, their bats are extremely important, especially, you know, in a Henry Davis who, I mean, his bat is, is more than likely most positions he plays is hopefully – hopefully going to outplay that, you know, position. Um, and even with Endy, the same. So, I mean, it, it's still going to be a little bit of a balancing act to make sure that, you know, Henry is developed as a catcher well enough, but then also when he's not catching to, to kind of keep him in the lineup, to keep what is, you know, his most valuable weapon, his bat, in that lineup. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to speak – it's going to sound critical of Henry Davis for a bit, but I mean, what was his OPS last year? 620, 630? Yeah. Something like that. You know, I mean, that, that, that to me is not a must have. That's not anybody who has guaranteed themselves a spot. And I know he's a one, one pick and you're going to have to have a certain amount of deference to that. Um, we're not there in my opinion. Like if, if he doesn't produce and you put him in triple A, so be it, you know, I want him to earn that job, but, What's my fallback then? Jason Delay and Ali Sanchez. I, I, you know, I, I guess it's not helped along too much by Jacob Stallings, at least offensively. You know, they're all going to handle themselves well defensively, and you know, give you as much as they can with the bat. I mean, maybe you go a different direction. Um, you know, I also posited in there like Joey Bart would be an interesting one from San Francisco. You know, another a second overall pick, but. You know, he hasn't produced a ton for the Giants either. Who knows if they would want to trade him or what they'd want back. But, um, again, I just – I guess I went on another tangent on you. I just – I think it's a fascinating thing what they're going to have back there. And I, I just worry about Henry where, you know, it, 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 are both of those things going to click into such a magnificent way that he instantly becomes, like, the number one overall catcher? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. But – that's, that's a, a lot of road to travel from where we were at last season. Yeah, it definitely is, Jason. And I, I appreciate you coming on here and, and playing along with me a little bit because I, I definitely did play a lot of the Grinch, a lot of the Devil's Advocate. I mean, obviously there are, you know, statistics that can be shown to, you know, make – your point in, in whatever way you want to. And I, and I kind of showed that as well is that, you know, there it's going to have to play out on the field. Obviously, you know, what happened in previous seasons, you know, plays a little bit into that, but maybe not as much as, you know, some people think, especially when it's players that don't have, you know, extremely long track records. Yeah. Yep. And that's why they play them, right? That's the, 
worst cliche and the cheesiest thing I could possibly say to end this. But yes, I. Uh, <laughs> that's why I have a job. That's why you do this. That's why we all watch. That's why we all care. Um, and I love it. And you know what? Like we spend the off season kicking around these ideas and reacting to things and getting upset and getting excited and thinking this is the biggest deal ever and and whatever and like it'll all change it'll all change they'll yeah. get somebody else something else will be different they'll trade somebody somebody will get hurt the season will take 95 different twists and turns because it's the pirates and they always do but i don't know about you i am cold and i hate the cold weather and talking about baseball and caring about baseball makes me feel warm so i'm good with it yeah, it definitely does, Jason. And, you know, once again, thank you for coming on here. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hopefully, you know, the Pirates don't do too much so you can, you know, step away and, and you know, actually enjoy that time. Um, but if they do, we know we will be hearing from you. Uh, for you, for those of you that don't, I'm assuming that most of you do, it is at PG. And look at it very closely when you are clicking on anything from him at J Mackie PG. Jason, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and can't wait for baseball, brother. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and you too, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely.